You are listening to the Roberta Glass True Crime Report, putting the true back in true crime. From New York City, Roberta Glass is now on the record. Happy Halloween, everyone. So wow, wow, and more wow. We are going forward into almost a full month that since the alarm has been raised on Alora Patwan's disappearance, Alora Patwan is the, quote, wife, unquote, of content creator J.F. Garapé, a far-right, anti-Semitic, white supremacist streamer from Canada. They were living in Prince Edward Island when he said that she wanted to go out into the wilderness and live off grid. And he took her to a gas station and he left her in front of cameras and let her have her liberté. And she was gone. That, of course, changed a bit. So it became that she was with people in the cities, kind of urban hiking. But he started off this, his last stream, talking about how he's not scared of losing his freedom. So let's take a look at that. It's very quick. And that's the way he begins his show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Jeff G Tonight. How are you doing? Popcorn Power says, time to celebrate another day of freedom for Jeff G. <laughs> As if I was going to lose my freedom. You have so little, so little trust in me. Uh, Spindly Opinion was saying, I enjoyed your... So, it's not that he didn't kill Alora. It's that... We have such little trust in his ability to get away with these kind of crimes. His hardcore supporters. They just don't know that he is a career criminal and he will get away with this. But more unbelievable than that, if you go into... <laughs> it goes on his stream a little bit a little bit further he's talking about how happy he will be this winter now that Alora is not there to up the heating bill and he's going to save so much money take a listen okay oh i'm cold today i'm very cold my feet are super cold because the first snow has fell, the whole outside of my property is covered in snow. Isn't it beautiful? I love it. The cold is coming. And I'm trying to minimize my use of heating oil because now I have a heat pump. And so I'm trying to heat the whole house just with a heat pump. And that is just, it just warms the air, really. So it doesn't warm the floor that much. Whereas the heating oil, it warms the whole house because the furnace is below the floor. So the furnace outputs some heat that heats the floor. But uh, I know that the heat pump will be great savings. And not that I need, <coughs> not that I need money, but I like savings. I like to set myself on a path of you know, my life costing as little as possible. And I think I have a great opportunity here with Mama JF gone to see how much can I save 
in uh, heating cost just being a male. My impression is that I can save maybe $2,000 for the whole winter. That is just how much I think the woman costs in her desire to keep the whole house warm. I now have new insulation in the ceiling. Uh, the guys didn't have time to finish the insulation in the basement, so that's too bad. But uh, still, I think I can save $2,000 just being a male, just being intelligent about opening windows. You know, it's... Mama JF felt the need to open the window in full winter at minus 40 outside. She would feel the need to open the window to circulate the air in the bathroom after a shower. Uh, and it's like shower, shower, shower. And you, you would lose the whole heat of the house every time she would do this. And it's like, okay, like th that shower just cost us $30. Boom. Um, I, you know, it's important to manage a home uh, properly and intelligently. And yeah, clearly that's. <clears throat> more important, right? Than the missing mother of your children. This is not what we expect when someone is missing. You know, I wake up every morning thinking, oh, I hope Alora Patwan is found. I've never met the woman. I'm showing more concern than JF has ever shown. It's always like the attitude is always like so dismissive and diminishing towards her. She cost me so much money. This is going to be a great winner. It was four months of happiness. Four months of happiness. This is what makes this story so fascinating. Is we've never seen an attitude like this. Most people like Chris Watts try to fake some kind of sincere Remember Chris Watts? Nothing was here when I came in. It was very weird. It was like there were objects and then he caught himself and said, oh no, they weren't there. And I just wish that they would jump into my arms again. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but that was the gist of what he was saying. And here we have, this is like great. I'm not worried. The only problem is this annoying investigation, knocking on my door, waking me up in the morning. I'm going to have to take this lie detector test. But this, I mean, it goes on. Is is madness. A uh, woman clearly don't know how to do this. Uh, Silver Spider says that's what a bathroom fan is for. Well, we have a bathroom fan, but somehow it wasn't. Wow, that's the first time I've heard him say we. Who's we? Alora's missing. Who's we? Is that you and your children? You and your child? Who is this we? We have a bath <laughs> bathroom fan. Isn't enough. Somehow she wanted to replace the whole hair, and the problem of the bathroom fan is that it doesn't pump the whole air out. So, so now you got a super cold bathroom because someone took a shower. And now we have to circulate the air of the bathroom so that it's dry. And so we open the bathroom door. So now the whole house is is losing its heat. It, it was unbelievable. Just uh, the loss, the, the, the damage. The, I, I realized the damage that woman caused to the planet, really. Uh, so now she's not just a, a bad wife, quote unquote. He's referred to her as his wife. They're not legally married. But she's also a bad citizen of the earth because she's so wasteful. I mean, everything out of his mouth is, I hate her. I want you to know I hated her. 
Life is so much better. I did everyone a favor by getting rid of her. She was damaging to the planet, damaging to the pillars of the house, trying to destroy the family. Now, he's not said that directly, but when he's talking about destruction of the family and his requirements for insemination, it's that women not be, so he has negative requirements, right? Requirements in the negative, that they not be destructive to his family. So I think she said, I'm taking the kids and I'm going. And he was like, no, no, uh, no, no, you're not. I have the ultimate power. I am the male. And I'm not going to let you do that. I think it was the sign of his ultimate power. He was defeated in court twice. Tricked, according to his thinking, out of the bounty of his child, because I don't think he ever thought of his child as a person. I, I don't think he has those abilities to relate to other people in that way. So being a cold stone psychopath. But this is madness. Madness. I think that's all of it. Uh, we have to address the woman question. We have to gather with the leftist environmentalist and make a summit of women's rights. And no more will you have the right to dump your carbon uh, into my breeding airways, you know? So that's his idea of women's rights, is to say that we're no longer allowed to have a hot shower or too hot or too long or open the door. and cause heating losses. That's the most important thing. That's his idea of putting in a women's rights statue. It's really a male's rights statue is what he's saying, is that men can no longer be victims to women's wasteful ways. That's the woman question. How do we curb their total destructiveness? Very much, very much kind of like Jeffrey Epstein, Keith Ranieri. I mean, I've seen so many of these men and they're all alike. There are no original psychopaths. It's like they're stamped out of this megalomaniacs. They're all megalomaniacs. Cold, cruel men. And when they are pressed, they're like, what? What? Of course, I'm going to save $2,000. They're so far out of it. Just unreal to me, unbelievable. But this is what I should expect with JT. Your comments, let's get into them. Just a few really great comments from last episode. JBet says, okay, so this was the episode where we started with JF saying he was willing to do two years in prison if he was falsely convicted for his bad jokes and it would be no sweat off his back, he'd happily do it. That was the attitude. And Jabet says, 8.45, regarding he's willing to do two years and the rest of his totally not a psycho cope. And here, he, here again, JF fails at pretending to be a human. That is not a response from someone who quote, did no wrong, unquote. How I hope if the Canadian police don't drop the ball on this and this goes to trial, his flippant response regarding the Canadian justice system will be played in court considering during, and considered during sentencing. Or she writes, will be played and considered during sentencing. So played during in court and considered during sentencing. Way to shoot yourself in the foot. Super big brains, JF. I'd say, please, please, please keep talking. But I know your narcissism hubris will prevent you from shutting up. 
he did take quite a few days off, saying he was exhausted from insemination. But this, I mean, how can he even stream during a time like this? I would think that if my cats were missing or cat was missing, I would have a hard time. And that's a cat. It's not a human being. I have a hard time concentrating, wondering where, where the cat is. Alex C4159 says, sounds like the heat is turning up and now his t he's telling himself, quote, it's no big deal. I'll just do two years as a cope. If he thought optimistically he was facing two years for nothing, there is no way he would be that calm about it. If you were to told you owe someone two grand in damages for something you didn't do, you'd be pissed. On the other hand, if you were texting while speeding and crashed through someone's living room, finding out the cost of damages is only two grand would be a relief. What would you have to be guilty of to look at two years of your life pissed down the drain as you basically getting as you basically getting a slap on the wrist not nothing very very insightful and exactly on the nose susan swan 6278 says i'm thinking he could have arranged for someone to pick her up quite easily as she hitches rides He could have hired that person to take her phone and send these messages. I don't think he is so keen to be a stay-at-home parent so much as he wants to punish the mother by depriving her of contact with her children. Just my thoughts anyway. Well, that's an interesting part of this. And if you caught last stream we talked about the missing persons act so this was an act that was just went into effect in september now the alarm was raised for alora in late september early october so had he called this in had anyone called this in earlier i don't know if they could have gotten all this stuff, if it would have been covered under the Missing Persons Act. But what it allows police to do is to basically get anything that you need an, a warrant for in America for immediately. And this is because was really hustled into effect because of a, another missing persons case. But let's look at some of the stuff that they can gather under this. So they ask for it first. So they ask for all this stuff first. And if it's not handed over, they go to a court and they get approval to access your phone records, your cell phone records, inbound and outbound texting messages, internet browsing history records, global. So this is from whoever you get your, right? This is, this is from your services who provide your internet, your emails, et cetera, et cetera, internet browsing history records, global positioning tr system tracking records, video records, include, including closed circuit television footage, records containing employment information, records containing personal health information, records from a school, university, or other educational institutions containing attendance information, records containing travel and accommodation information, and of course, financial information. But JF was totally shocked 
when they got hold of his financial information. He didn't know they could do that. And the reason he didn't know, I had to guess, is because this act took effect last month, September. Before this, they couldn't have gotten any of that stuff without this being seen as a criminal investigation. And why, and JF was totally shocked. And why I don't think that they are buying this stuff, the police are buying JF's story, excuse me, is just because of a little piece in Canadian paper about how this how this missing person was found was found unfortunately dead how that was solved so her name was Summer Kneebone and she disappeared from the same area and she was a native person so it brought up the issue that maybe the police could have done more and could have worked harder had she been a white woman. That was all, you know, mixed in with the discussion around Summer Kneebone's unfortunate murder. And there's just a little quote from the Judicial Justice of the Peace. And he says in this, his name is Barbar, this is, okay, says part of the process is for the judicial justice of the peace to determine that the person is truly missing. Quote, that this isn't someone who by choice decided to leave, unquote, Barbara said. So if they had bought his story, they would be like, okay, we're, you know, okay. She, she, if there was evidence that she chose to leave on her own, the police would not be looking into this this way. They would not be at the stage of financial records and lie detector tests. And of course, JF is monetizing anything surrounding this investigation and putting it on Patreon. And he says that he thinks that that will get the cat lady true crime people in. I assume he means me, but no, <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to give you a dime, JF. I mean, you'll be sadly disappointed. When we get back, going to talk about other ways, other things that they could possibly charge JF with when we return. Stay tuned. I'll meet you on the other side of the break. If you are enjoying this episode of my true crime report, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel and share this episode. Get access to exclusive podcasts and other bonus content by becoming a patron today. If you have a question or comment for me, shoot me a super chat and I'll do my best to answer it and read it on air. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. So why I think that the police are being so tight-lipped and Alora's parents are being so tight-lipped and JF's parents being so tight-lipped if they're both living is that I think that they've been told not to speak. This is being done with just the most minute amount of information given just enough to help find Alora but I don't think that they want to tip off any piece of this investigation because I think they know that JF is not a stupid person and that he would, he would have no trouble making the investigation very difficult for them if he hasn't already. But I wondered if they could charge him with something else 
to make it a kind of criminal investigation, could she be considered a vulnerable person? They have, uh, and could she be covered under some other kind of act? That's what I'm wondering. Could this be seen? So what I'm saying is, could they take JF's own story and charge him with the things, with something else? Like, well, you said you left her at a gas station. I don't think that ever happened. And the only one who knew that he got that text message and st was was JF on the 19th. And strangely, that's the time that she spotted. Isn't that interesting? The only person that knows that that date is important is JF, the 19th. And she spotted in an outfit that JF totally doesn't remember, but it jogged his memory. And now he remembers this ugly homeless person's coat. But I hope you're what I hope you're getting from this whole series is that this personality, there's really only one way to go when you're in a coercive controlled relationship. And now it doesn't always amp up to or end this way. But it will progressively get more violent. And then the final the final thing is murder. That's at the most extreme of a DV situation. So when I was trained, when I worked for Oprah by Gavin DeBecker, what we were looking at were flags, red flags, destroying items, isolating people from friends and family, a pattern of behavior, stalking, so when we look at the O.J. Simpson case, that is a textbook example of how a DV situation escalates into murder. So what Gavin DeBecker did was he created a system of red flags, check boxes, that when a certain amount of boxes are checked, he's torn up my items, he's started stalking me, that you're already in the red and that they can protect you at that part, at that point. Meaning you've moved into a high, high, high danger situation. Meaning that as these boxes get check checked off, you are more likely that it's going to get violent, if not deadly. So I wanted to with that in mind, I wanted to look at his court papers and some of the ev psychological evaluations. Now, this was reproduced very poorly. So thank you to the person that put this in a Google Docs. I really appreciate it so that we can all look at it together. So this is when JF was in a custody fight between his third ex-wife. She got divorced from JF when she was pregnant and had to give birth in a hospital that he didn't know about with armed guards under an assumed name. And JF was awarded not even supervised visitations. He was to have no contact with the child. And that is so rare for the U.S. court. So this was in the U.S. when JF was at Duke. So this is this was all litigated in North Carolina. So it starts out. Defendant has appeared on multiple online shows wherein he has stated the following during the pendency of this action. A, family courts are a source of oppression. 
So he knew that this, uh, this was going on. He knew that it would benefit him to keep his mouth closed. And yet he didn't. And of course, it ends up in the court documents. B, nothing drives me crazy because I drive people crazy in the end. Because the maximum frustration you can get from me in a relation is that I will be silent and I do not engage in this conversation. That's the maximum violence. C, we all have a brain, we all have thoughts, but have you ever gotten to a place where your mind, ugh, I would want to kill her? D, I don't believe in psychological explanations of behavior. I don't really care about what motivates them because I don't really think people have access to what really motivates their behavior. In said videos, defendant refers to the American court system and calls the system corrupt and judges evil. Further, defendant references those, quote, evil bees, my words, not theirs, unquote, in one of the videos, and according to his own testimony, he was referring to those he believed has wronged him, including patent pl plaintiff, excuse me, Dr. Hannes Britt's office, Dr. Calloway's plaintiff's office, and members of plaintiff's counsel's firm. Defendant did not ask plaintiff of her witness of her of her witness did not ask plaintiff to witness a single defendant did not ask plaintiff or her witness a single question about the minor child the day of the hearing. So that supports the idea that he doesn't really care about the kids as human beings. Even as vehicles uh, or sources of narcissistic supply, they're only they're where they're really useful is in power is their ability for him to control the woman and for him to have control over women and to immobilize them and legally have jurisdiction over them and their body. Okay. Uh, defendant believes he can offer the minor child something others cannot based upon his claims of extensive interactions and experiences raising humans and animals. Defendant does not have any other children, although he has worked with monkeys, including helping in their birth. And this comes up later. So he successfully enrolled the minor child in the United States Department of State Child the abduction, abduction Prevention Program. So if that's not the ultimate uh, DARVO tactic, deny, attack, reverse, victim, offender. <laughs> right? <laughs> he was saying, he was calling this woman the abductor. In the meantime, she had to enroll, right, the minor child in this, in this program. The Child Passport Assurance Alert Program bans the minor child from being issued a United States passport. In addition, the Canadian Border Patrol has been alerted to the concerns of the court and marital history with Ms. M, including her report. Ms. N was interviewed and provided additional information to that provided above by Dr. Garapé. She reported they met and started dating in October 2014. And by December, Dr. Garapé moved his things into her apartment. That's also a red flag of a relationship that will be coercively controlled if things you get love bombed and things start moving very quickly. In December, they announced their intention to marry. They married in early J January 2015. Ms. N reports that when they applied for their marriage license, she discovered he was married twice previously and not the one time he told her. Over the next several months from January through April, there were several yeast infections and herpes contracted. 
She reports that Dr. Garapay was unconcerned for these health problems and inattentive with regard to pursuit of medical treatment. So he's like, once he has his insemination vehicle, he doesn't really care about <laughs> their upkeep. I mean, that's the way he would see it. Towards the end of April, Ms. N discovered she was pregnant and was alarmed when Dr. Garapay told her he could deliver the baby at home due to his work experience with monkeys. While the couple had a number of fights and misunderstandings, she grew increasingly alarmed when he extensively researched FHTP. So that's that supplement that increases serotonin that she was taking online and wrote her a concerning letter about it. Further, she reported he had one night where he reported paranoid delusions about her, quote, trying to get him. She reported she took the 5-HTP as an over-the-counter medication or supplement for her moodiness, quote, unquote asked her physician about the risk to the fetus and was reassured by her physician not to be concerned. She described Dr. Garapé's behavior following this time as badgering and pressuring her to discontinue the use of 5-HTP as threatening to take the unborn baby to, and, and as threatening to take the unborn baby to Canada and threatening to leave her, all of which appeared to stem from her reluctance to discontinue the use of 5-HTP. Ultimately, she did, dis did discontinue the use of the supplement. So he badgered her until it was such a point of contention between her that he got his way. On June 11th, she moved out of the apartment they shared when she says he would not... He stopped pressuring her and fighting with her during conversations about reconciliation. Ms. N reported Dr. Garapi said that it was his responsibility to protect the baby from her. See, so it's always a reversal of what's really going on. When it, he's saying, I'm going to kidnap the baby. I don't care if I do it with cameras. That's in this legal filing. I've read from that before. When he's the real threat to the baby, it's he's blaming her for it and instructing her on what to think and do and was suggesting she obtain an abortion if she was not happy. Threatening to leave and return to Canada and stated he did not need to talk to a therapist since I am the sanest person I know. She moved in with the family members and reports Dr. Garapay began insisting that she put his name on the lease for the apartment. So he basically tricks her into helping him get a green card. I'm going to skip through this and just tell you what happened. And during getting the green card, the green card officer says to her, is he pressuring you? And she's like, no, no, no. I want the father of my child to be able to, you know, have this right of residency where she could have totally given him up because they agreed if he helped her with the green card, he would sign the divorce papers after he did after okay so on the following day dr garapay refused to sign the documents prepared for her attorney so he didn't keep up his side of the bargain he tricked her into helping her with a green card saying that he would sign these legal documents helping their and their and their marriage and said she stated he verbalized his refusal as due to his sense of undue pressure from and distrust of her and her attorney. Ms. N reported that following the immigration interview on July 30th, she re received a phone call from a neighbor about weapons being removed from the, her apartment. Ms. N reported that when she asked Dr. Garapay about this, he sent an email in which he noted 
He did not want anyone to feel unsafe or to make false accusations about abuse, quote unquote. Sometime later, Ms. N reported she received a call from a detective from the Durham Police Department working with a domestic violence union inquiring about her safety. She characterized this as, quote, terrifying, unquote. She grew quite weepy and visibly shaken while reporting this during the interview with this examiner. In August, Ms. N learned through her investigation investigator that Dr. Garape was accessing her email accounts. So why I think that's interesting is that he probably had all of Alora's passwords to her phone. And if he wanted to fake a text message, I'm sure it wouldn't be too hard for him to do so. She reports that around the same time he informed her he had been audio recording her for months in order to, quote, build a case. Ms. N reported that her attorney recommended the couple use Our Family Wizard as a way of communicating about the baby and other matters. Ms. Newton stated that Dr. Garapay posted his behavior of audio, posted his behavior of audio recordings on this website, as well as making claims of her abuse towards him. Is this like the greatest example of Darvo you've ever seen? Or one of them? She reported that although her landlord terminated her lease, Dr. Garapay refused to leave and made quite difficult to retrieve her belongings. He issued a notice of forbidden access to her and her attorneys and threatened criminal trespass if she went to her apartment against his agreement or knowledge. At the same time, he was offering for her to return to live with him and requesting to go on a family vacation with her and her family. So very much in the style of cults, love you, love you, love you, beat you, beat you, beat you, round and round and round. So I want to get to <laughs> exactly, I mean, the, the part Hold on one second. Where they start talking about his mind. Okay, she ultimately removed her things from the apartment in a manner arranged by her attorney and with her family's members present. Dr. Garapay was present both times, she reported, and appeared to be taping her with his telephone on one of those occasions. Despite the underreporting or overly positive response style exhibited. So they're talking about his style of communicating with the psychiatrist concerns remain for the finding from the other scales of the test that he took and suggests that the emotional distress that is not being reported um, this is substantiated in the various reports about his behavior both in employment and interpersonal relationships they suggest that he is socially introverted and experiences great discomfort with social interactions. He also appears to be lacking in self-confidence, is irritable and impatient with others, and may enjoy frightening or intimidating others. So they, t they remarked on his total lack of empathy in a different part of this. He struggles with understanding others results in a lack of empathy regarding others in that he finds it near impossible to take the perspective of another. His prognosis is guarded because he perceives himself as flawless. He is flawless, perfect, magnifique, or without psychological problems. He described himself as not much on compromise, quote unquote, a finding consistent with findings from the Rorschach, wherein he can be described as inflexible and unyielding. This aspect of his functioning is likely what causes difficulties for him in relating with others in a variety of situations. This inflexibility, his lack of insight, and the level of his thought disturbance 
do not bode well for behavioral change. They're like, sorry, he was born with a crap personality. <laughs> not much we can do. Not much the mental health field can do for him. In the management of his problems post-separation, he has consistently chosen legal remedies and actions rather than more cooperative measures. Ms. N's reports about his lack of interest in medically resolving the herpes issue is another example of his unrealistic approach to health, health problems. Ms. N reports that he thought he could deliver their child because of his experience working in monkeys. The psychological test results, the interview and compliance of Ms. N and the interview of Ms. Exe suggest he experiences problems in social relationships that are deeply concerning for lack of empathy, need to control the other person's behavior, emotions, and thinking, emotional reactivity on his part towards his partner. And they're saying this won't change. So this is, if he was with this way with his third wife, I can imagine he was exact like this, if not more, with Alora. And you can see that at one time he was taking her body temperature and really just asserting his will, saying, we're going to have this baby and I'm going to be the one in charge of it. Further, his behaviors that is reported with regard to contact with obvious obstetrical practices with personnel at Duke Hospital and with others in his postdoctoral degree program are other sources for affirmative answers to this question. A further concern during this evaluation is that Dr. Garapay seldom talked about his child, offered no specific details about his child, and seem lacking in any knowledge about his son. Of note, that at no point in the assessment process did he appear distressed about the lack of contact with his son, or did he offer information or ask questions about his son. So he's so desperate to get this son that he doesn't even ask how the son is doing or anything. And since being cut off contact with the son, you'll never hear him say, I wonder what he's doing, refer to him. Children are off limits because he, the language, <laughs> he doesn't have the language for it. They're just like objects. Diego Rivera, thank you so much for the super sticker. I appreciate it. So that will give you a little bit of an idea about his mindset and his mind makeup by professional psychiatrists. Now, of course, he would say they are low idiot normies. He doesn't care. Going to take a quick break. I'll meet you on the other side of the break. If you are enjoying this episode of my True Crime Report, please hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, and share this episode. Get access to exclusive podcasts and other bonus content by becoming a patron today. If you have a question or comment for me, shoot me a super chat and I'll do my best to answer it and read it on air. Thanks so much. Now back to the show. So we know that his attitude towards women is backed up by his own comments when he says I've I've replaced let me see if I can show it to you there we go he says the offer must expire soon this is his insemination offer who could resist that what woman could resist that romantic offer 
the offer must expire soon because I have found a woman to replace Mama JF. So people are replaceable. And that seems to be the attitude towards Alora. She's gone. Kind of like store closing, <laughs> gone out of business. We're going to start a new business. Going to. It's like a thing, object. But I've been disappointed. That. People are laughing about this and making a joke out of this on social media, because I understand he is a very unlikable person, very extreme personality. But I just don't have a lot of hope that she could survive out in the wilderness. And winter's coming. We've already had our first snowfall, according to JF. And I was given some information that his, that Alora was pregnant. We know from the Reddit comment in August of 2022, heavily pregnant, and that she, had a daughter. But what people are saying is that no one has seen this second child. And we know that a lot of times, did something happen to this child? Was this child born off grid and something happened to it? Or is it, are, are both the children being at, at least partially taken care of by Alora's parents or JF's parents? We don't know. But there have been remarks by people on social media saying, I, 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 no one's, I've, we're not sure if that child is alive or around. So could he have thought that he could have helped birth the child because he had done so well with monkeys, taking care of monkeys and something had gone wrong and he blamed it on Alora and that became the source of this real tension between them. I don't know. But I would think that if something would something tragic would have happened to a child, that he would pressure her right away to get pregnant. So I, I, that is of the serious stuff that I have to show you today. But just to hang out and and look at what's what people are saying, there was a video done. I think I shared some of his work. He's been sort of following it. He's an Irish guy, BTW Betwex. He's a funny name. And it's so gorgeous where he is in Ireland. It's kind of fun to watch. And he wrote, and, and this is, he he's just responding to JF's comments. And I thought it would be kind of a nice way to end the stream together. So gorgeous, Ireland. That's where he is. Apologies for the wind. What am I going to talk about? Can you guys hear that? Okay. I have to talk about something. Let me think. 
So he's just like walking around his farm. <laughs> he decides to start talking about Allure and JF's cheese addiction. That's what this is called. Well, some people were saying they were looking forward to another video about Garapy. And uh, I don't really have any anything else to say about it. His common-law wife is missing still. He's still not worried. He's still doing making lots of videos. Let's see how this is going to go down, guys. Showdown with the cow. Come on, hop, hop, hop. Yeah, he's still he's still he's still making lots and lots of streams. He's still talking about it. And just to say, like I, I think the guy is very funny. <laughs> Excuse me. Really? Because I, I find him repulsive. I'm repulsed by him, but of course I'm a woman, so maybe it's different if you're a guy. Maybe if you're a guy, you'd find him funny. I find him very ordinary. Very much like the other antisocial personalities that I've covered. Larry Ray, Keith Ranieri, Jeffrey Epstein. And um, with some help, I'm looking into his connection with Jeffrey Epstein. And I think it goes much deeper. Of course, just a refresh, he was given $25,000 to start NeuroTV by Jeffrey Epstein. Which seems like a crap lot of money to start a YouTube channel. What do you really need back in 2012? But okay. <laughs> then he did a GoFundMe. But it seems that it goes deeper than, much deeper than anyone knows. Of course, so much of it has been scrubbed from the internet like everything involved with Jeffrey Epstein. He obviously likes, he likes trolling and all that. He has a sense of humor. He's really, <laughs> he has a dark sense of humor, obviously as well, but he's a funny guy. He's a smart guy. He has some very interesting takes. However, <laughs> it's just weird. You know, your, your wife goes missing. You dropped her off. So you say you dropped her off. And you're not worried at all. You're not worried at all. And you say the police are knocking on your window. They're parked outside your house. You say they're doing great, great work. True professionals. And then, you know, as time goes on, you start taking the piss out of the police because they were asking you about your having spent $400 on cheese, something like that. Right. So what we know about that is that JF was totally taken off guard when the police presented him with all his financial records. He didn't know the police could get them. He was like, whoa, what else can they get? And is he talking about the financial records because he's really shocked that they have his text messages, his internet searches, his emails? They're going to be going through everything. And the Royal Mounted Canadian Police got in a lot of flack. for summer knee bone for not moving fast enough and not moving efficiently enough. So they are very aware that the public is watching. Like terrible timing if you wanna get away with a murder between the missing person act and between summer knee bones disappearance not great timing to get away with a murder. It's weird. The guy's weird. 
And he's now, the last I saw, he, he was saying, oh, something along the lines of how Canada, you know, the justice system, whatever, you get very short sentences. So, you know, worst case scenario, he could end up in prison for two years, but, you know, he wouldn't mind that. He'd do that. It would stop, you know, obviously that would be two years without being able to inseminate females, but, you know, he he, uh, he could teach the tough guys in the prison biology. So, yeah, there's nothing... Oh, yeah, he also mentioned uh, something. I don't know, is he going to do a, a lie detector test, which, as far as I know, doesn't stand up in court anyway. But he was on about that. And... Yeah, but that to dismiss the lie detector, that tells us that the police aren't taking JF's word. And someone left a comment that lie detector tests are voluntary in Canada. Yes, of course, they're voluntary in the U.S. But it's a kind of challenge. Because if you don't take one, why, why don't you want to take one? Are you afraid you're going to fail? And if you do take one and you pass, then that's a big plus for you. But if you fail, it just seemed to me JF has gotten some confidence, right? We've gone from two years back to I'll never, ever be incarcerated. You have such little faith. You have such little faith, right? Such little faith in me. So something's changed. Yeah, there's not much more to be said. Uh, more than enough people are talking about it now. Obviously, I think the police, he said the police had, he had to go in for questioning. So they're ramping things up on him. And yeah, this could be a very protracted business. I don't think he's the type of, I could be wrong now, but yeah, he likes, he likes to, He's an incel, obviously, in the way that he spends so much time inside. He says it himself, that he loves being inside all the time. He said something like he gets 5% of the sunlight that uh, most people, most average people would get. He gets 5% of it. And yeah, he likes being inside. He says he lives on the internet. So yeah, he, he's just, and he likes to portray that his life is just a bed of roses. Like he, he's constantly, you know, I hadn't, I don't think I'd watched a video of his for about a month and a half until. The a bed of roses. That's an understatement of the year. It's been four months of happiness, pure happiness and more happiness now that he's going to save two, $2,000 in eating bills this year. Now that that woman is gone, I think this guy sounds like he's a he's afraid of JF. He's like, I don't think he would. He's a great guy. He's, I was like, what caused this change change in tune for this guy? He's like, I'm not going to be talking about him any anymore. Did he see JF's little threatening moment with me and get scared? That's what I'm wondering. Or is he just tired of the subject? Let me know what you think. The whole uh, spiel about uh, his wife going missing when he made that video. I hadn't watched anything in about, yeah, six weeks or so. And uh, people are enthralled by it because it just doesn't add up. His, you know, his behavior seems very, very off-putting. What he's saying seems very off-putting. And I think what's really off-putting is just his general cockiness. And he's a cocky guy. That's his personality. He's a cocky guy, but... That's what's off-putting? His cockiness? His cockiness is off-putting? Not his racism. <laughs> his, his intense hatred towards the female sex. That, that's not off... It's just his cockiness. 
This reminds me of the Norm Macdonald bit about Bill Cosby, about being, I don't think the worst part about Bill Cosby was that he was a hypocrite. <laughs> you know, he, his live streams are about being cocky and bragging uh, from start to finish about how great his life is and how well he's doing. And I find that people who do that, you know, people who are braggarts, you know, people who are constantly bigging themselves up, saying how great they are and how great their life is and how smart they are. You know, I find, I find generally these are people who are uh, the most insecure and you know, from insecurity comes uh, a lot of danger, I would say, a lot of red flags. Anyway, that's, I don't think I'll be, I'll be making any more videos on Garapi for a long time. As I say, there are more than enough people making them now. And right, now that Roberta's getting some flack, <laughs> I'm going to stop making me videos. Is that what it's about? Or is he just like, oh, the subject is going to go on for a long time? I think it is. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be, uh, I hope not as long as I fear, but this is going to be going on for a long time. What a beautiful part of the world, though. What a relaxing way to end the stream, I thought. Let's just finish it up. And uh, I'm sure people will be keeping tabs on what's happening there. If, uh, who knows, maybe this woman will turn up again safe and sound. Let's hope so. But um, as time passes, uh, you know, people will think it's less and less likely. Anyway, that's it. And by this woman, he means Alora Patwan. And he's right. As the longer it goes on, the, the less likely it is that she is out there alive. Thanks so much for hanging out and watching that with me. And, and uh, if you made it to the end of the stream, I appreciate it. Please like this video. If you're listening on podcasts, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really makes a difference. And I'll see you back next time. Tomorrow, I will be doing an interview about JF on Cato and Crime's channel at 5 o'clock Eastern. So hopefully I may be able to simulcast that onto my channel. I'm not sure yet. If that's the case, then, then uh, check it out. Check it out on my channel or check it out on Cato and Crime. Tomorrow, 5 o'clock, I'll see you there. Have a great one, everybody.